What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Of course, it's your host, Jacqueline Shattuck. We've got George Ashenpong and Carter Cofield here. And of course, a special guest, Mr. Storm Leroy, better known as the Employed Millionaire. Yes, yes. We're so excited to have you today. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here, finally. <laughs> Finally, finally, you guys listen. Okay, so I have this backstory that was really, really cool, right? Yes. So I heard your podcast with Ashcast. Like, yes. I heard it, literally. Had it on YouTube, had it open, and I was listening to it, and I was like, wow. I was like, this guy is spicy. <laughs> he is saying some things that people really need to hear because I think that it's important for people to know that as an employed individual, you can keep your job and become a millionaire, Yes. So I know your bar is becoming the first, uh, your business, you say it better than me. No problem at no. all. Your job is your first business partner. Mm. Mm. Job business partner. Yes. Your job, job is, is your first business partner. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, let me pay attention to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, now we got him on the show. Now so we got him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full, full circle moment, man. So. For for those who who don't know you, let's let's give a little bit of background context, yes. like on just kind of how you kind of got to this revelation that your job is, you know, your first business partner. Just like walk us through that journey. Well, the journey started for me um, before actually I had a job. Okay. You know, it started with really understanding that watching my dad. My dad who worked hard mm-hmm. uh, doing construction. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And I was a kid and my dad would always go out to get these construction jobs. Mm-hmm. So we talk in, in a time that was a different time than now where you would see people at Home Depot stand outside looking for work. Mm. Yeah. It would be those groups of us, meaning minorities, we go to these job sites, construction, look for jobs. So my dad was a real strong guy, sort of like, are you too muscular? Come on, man. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he ended up helping to build Woodhull Hospital digging, digging ditches. So he would come home and have me take his boots off. I was about eight years old. He'd say, come take my boots off. I've always tried to duck and hide to not take his boots <laughs> yeah. off. There's eight of us. So one day he gets caved into a ditch from the waist down. So they carry him home. He didn't have no coverage. He, he wasn't in a union. He wasn't even supposed to be on a job site. Uh-huh. So they bring him in. He's covered in mud. Sit him at the kitchen table. He's in pain. He calls me and take his boots off. So as I take his boots off, he looked down and says to me, do you know why I have you do this to me? So remember, I'm young. I look back up at him. I says, no. Mm-hmm. He says, because I don't ever want you to go through what you see me going through. Mm-hmm. So that message really hit me. And I knew he was giving me something heavy. So he will always say this. Don't pay anyone else's mortgage. Don't pay anyone else's mortgage. Now, I'm, 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 I'm absorbing all this because I understand that my father wanted to buy properties. But back in the 70s, to buy a home. But due to the red line and due to banks not loaning, he was in that scenario. Right. You know what I mean? So that thing was implemented in me where when I actually got my first apartment and I started paying rent, I said, damn, this is crazy uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The message hit me. The message hit me that I do not want to pay rent. I need to be a homeowner. Yeah. So now let me go into more dabbling to what you said, how it actually got to me. When I got a job, now I said, okay, I, I just was paying rent. 
I got this job. I want to buy properties, but I'm in a place where I didn't have the mindset yet. I went to work for someone and now I'm at this place going, man, I don't like it. I got to get up this time, this time I'm going around, I'm going to work. I said, wow, I want to get into this real estate game. I went to look at my first property in 95 with two people, which is a key thing. And I like to mention that you must surround yourself by the like-minded people when you're trying to do something or you'll never complete anything you're trying to do. I say that all the time. You got to get in the right room. Right room. I went to see this property. I had a hundred reasons why I should buy it and one reason why I shouldn't. I took them two with me and they found that one reason you shouldn't buy it. You, this neighborhood, this neighborhood. And I said, wait, he just want to sell me two brownstones for $350,000. But it was crack. It was this. In New York? In New York. So this was back, like I said, in 95. You know, so I didn't buy the properties. But in 99, I bought my very first property. And once I bought that property, I said, dag, if it wasn't, I'm not cursing. So forgive the old school saying dag. You yeah, know what yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dag. Yeah. So I understood that. My job allowed me to be able to put this on an application to get a down payment. My job allowed me to be able to make payments so I could get my credit score up. My job allowed me the days off, the sick days, the holidays to go do closings, do inspections. I said, damn, technically this job is my business partner. Mm. This job allowed me everything to benefit to get this property. Mm. So once I got that in my head, I said, okay, cool. Now what's my next step? I want to get more properties. But the cash flow didn't kick in until I went and until I started making that cash flow. And I said, nah, I'm good. Let me hang out and enjoy my life. But I started being at work more, more than actually focusing on buying properties. And I said, this isn't going to work. I started gutting that brownstone. I'm at the brownstone location. I ripped everything out this brownstone. And I said, OK, Storm, you're doing all this great work. This place is gutted. I used those six days I mentioned, those holidays I mentioned to be at this site, and I almost lost my job. I said, oh, dude, you almost- You almost lost, you almost, almost been, yeah, but right. in that bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so now I'm in the basement looking up, looking up at the top floor, I gutted everything out, and I said, yo, my father be really proud of me, but you know what? I never want to do this again. It was too much work. Yeah. So I stopped buying properties. So now the formula pops in my head, well, you know, Real estate is cash flow. New York properties are too much. How can you do this without actually taking time away from your job and lose your job? Out of state real estate, somebody told me about it. I said, out of state? What do you mean? He said, no, I bought a property out of state and I really don't do anything. Blah, 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 blah. I said, well, tell me more. He said, well, it, it, learn more about it, get into it. So yeah, I went yeah. to a place called BiggerPockets.com with oh, two million Bigger investors. Shout out BiggerPockets Podcast. Yes, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Two million investors hang out there. And I started inquiring about it. And, you know, these guys were sharing valuable information to this. And I said, you mean I could do this and buy these properties? So I started finding properties that were $40,000, $60,000. I said, man, $40,000 property, bank loan on a $40,000 property is $8,000. I said, man, shoot, I got that. I'm making this kind of money. So I started taking that money, buying these properties, delegating a team, property management, find this property. It would take me $8,000 to buy it. I'm making $6,000 a year. So that's 80% return on my money, more yeah. than the stock market, more than just about anything. So I said, yo, I can keep doing this. So I started buying more and more, and I never had to go see these properties. Mm. So now the key thing also that you understand that excelled my growth. Once I start making this cash flow, the key thing we would always hear is buy real estate and wait. No one said, buy real estate, wait, take your cash flow and invest it. Nobody ever said right, that. Right, right, so I right. said, okay, buy my real estate, wait, but I'm going to take this cash flow and invest it. And what I did was I started putting that money into buying more property and into the stock market and into a brokerage account, gaining compound interest. Right. So that's how I accelerated the growth of my money. And once that started happening, I got an Amazon at $700, $700 a share, 200, uh, 2016. 
I still bought Netflix around the same time for fifty-five dollars. See, the the under the understanding is that you cannot just buy something, get cash flow, and let cash flow sit because what you're telling yourself is you're willing to work. Mm. And I knew that once I bought those properties, this money is great. This money is yeah, this money is is good money. But I'm actually saying I'm going to stay at work, let this cash flow come in, wait 30 years to see the compound of the equity of my brownstones, which is great. But I don't want to work for 30 years. No one should have to work for 30 years because you work 30 years and then what? You may not live 30 years of your life. Mm -hmm. So now you must learn to accelerate and put gasoline on the fire, which is your money. And that's these other key things. You guys can jump at any time. Yeah, I'm about to say, King, <laughs> King, you, you, you gave way, way. I love the enthusiasm. My question is this, right? I think which, the reason why you're significant, you're different, because everybody is telling people to go quit their job and start a business. Right, right. right? Most people don't know when you quit your job and you start a business, now you're at zero. And you might go into debt trying to start the business up just to get it for the 100K that you were just making that work, and right. now you want to start investing the money when right. you could have just stayed at work. So I guess my question to you is, you know, for you, how did you first realize that your job could be a business partner instead of quitting? And what would you say to somebody who's like, they're working good, they're making good money, and they're thinking about quitting, but your like, your advice is for them to stay and re-employ the money? Like, what's some advice that you give to people that want to quit when you think they should stay? Well, here's the key thing. You, must, you mustn't you must quit because our lifestyle is designed to automatically need money, yeah. regardless. Yeah. We're taught to need money. We're also taught, and here's the key thing that I want to really share with people that's very important. It's not the power of the money that makes you go to work. It's the power of saying you have a job that makes you go to work. Because if you were to walk, walk into work and they tell you, well, we're going to have to downsize. Well, instead of us downsizing, we're going to cut salaries by 10%. Your salary just got cut by 10%. You know what? You won't leave. Because you just like to be able to say, man, I got a job. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you gotta have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're gonna absolutely love our latest editions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. It is not the, it's not the money that makes you go. So when you understand the power, is it the money, the power is within the job? Now you start saying, how do I balance the training of the power that the job have over me? And now reverse that over and use the psyche that the job doesn't have power over me. I have power over the job. I just have not allowed myself to now figure this out. And what I mean by figure that out is when you get a job, the first thing that comes to mind is your job says, I'm going to underpay you, but I want you to overperform. Mm. Now, when you get your paycheck, you say, bet. Now, in return, I'm going to take my paycheck and I'm going to go pay bills. Right. You should never say your paycheck is just to pay bills. Gotcha. You should have a plan for the paycheck. That's a bar. You should never use your full paycheck just to pay bills. Right. 100%. I love that. I think that that's really key because we're so conditioned to think like, okay, how much should I be saving? Like eight to 10% and then the rest I'm going to spend it. Right. So it's like retraining your mind to say like, Hey, actually there's wisdom in the wealth triangle. 
Mm-hmm. That's a review we got. It's a five star review we got. We like to read okay. a review okay. Okay. on our podcast <laughs> just to share what people are saying, right? So um, if you guys are getting some value from Storm, make sure that you comment, subscribe, leave us a review, and say, hey, he's giving some real valuable games. So we can share that on our yeah. next one, okay? So in this five star review from Mel, we appreciate you, Mel. She wrote a whole long list of y'all are amazing, yeah. but I think it was really fun for her to share a growth hack. Give away as much as possible because then you're forced to learn more. So that was something we shared on another episode. So people are getting crazy value from you right now. So we love this. We love this. Yeah. Now, now you, so you mentioned why you used to stay at work and like using your job as a you know as a beneficiary, especially to get loans and to start real estate businesses. But people get into real estate, I'm assuming they need to get like start up their LLCs for real estate and stuff like that. So right. do you have any advice to people who will say, all right, I'm going to stay in my job. I'm going to use it to build other income, but I don't know where to get started when it comes to like incorporations, LLCs, and stuff like that. What advice do you have to that person? Here's great advice I have for people. Never worry about getting a bank loan. What I mean by that is a lot of people say, oh, man, uh, my credit score is low, or I got to do this with the bank, do this with the bank. Banks are designed to make you homeowners, not investors. That's the first thing you must understand, what a bank's sole purpose is. A bank is meant for you to be a homeowner. Now, if you're looking into investment properties, it's best to go with hard money or asset-based lending. And the reason why, because banks require you to be at a 750 credit score. Okay. Hard money requires you to be at a 650. And what is hard banks, money, just for people that don't know? And yeah. Hard money is based on the asset. Okay. It's not based on anything about uh, your job, uh, how much money you've been saving, how long you've been living at the residence, how your leases. No, it strictly states that if you're buying a property for two hundred thousand, there's equity in it, meaning the property is worth more than two hundred thousand. Right. If it's a hundred thousand dollars, it need to be worth more than that because there's equity. You, they won't allow you to buy a house that's reverse or underwater. Right. Right. So the key thing is now that you want to buy this property, remember all you need to have is a six fifty credit score, twenty percent down payment, and money that's been in a bank account for three months that's been seasoned. Season means that it's been sitting for three months. It doesn't have to be in the LLC bank account. It could be in your personal account. It can even be your 401k. And they will allow really? 50% mm. of your 401k counts towards that to show that you have money. Mm. So these are a lot of things that the banks want to allow you to do on, on, on that front there. Right? So now here's another key thing I teach, which is very important. Please understand the metrics I'm about to give you about the LLC structure because it's like, something I no get take tons it, of messages no take about. No money makers. I no doubt. Now, first thing that I require is a system that I developed called the three must-have LLCs. When you buy a property in LLC, that's your acquisition LLC. So you want to continuously buy properties in one LLCs. I know a lot of people say, oh, you get a different LLC for each property. But what you're not doing is building up the credit history Ooh, of that LLC. Heavy. So that one LLC yeah. there needs to build up credit history. So when you now get into the bigger leagues, you say, okay, I want to get a half a million dollar loan, a $2 million loan. I have over $3 million in loans out on one LLC. So I can make a call and get $10, $20 million easy. But if you say, I want to get me, I need a $2 million loan, they say, okay, show us a a credit history to LLC. You go, well, I'm going to get a new one. They go, well, that's not history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Now, how do we know you can cover that? Well, I have a bunch of other LLCs I'm making payments on. Okay, well, show us your ownership of all those LLCs. Show us that you don't have partnerships less than 41% of those LLCs. It needs to be a certain percentage. See, that's too much work. But now if you have one LLC, all of those are making the payments. Now, you, now you're easy to acquire more money. So now what you do is that one LLC, you're going to have acquisition, holding, and property management. You're going to remove that property into a holding LLC to hold that one for security and for privacy. A holding LLC means strictly that's an LLC in an anonymity state. Anonymity states means that no one can look at your name. 
and no one can find out who owns the LLC. We hear about these in the movies all the time. This money isn't a shell company, a holding company. It's a reason why you hear these rich words, rich people throw these words around because it means something. We just have to understand that. When your property is in there, if someone tries to sue you or falls in front of the LLC, first thing they say is, okay, let's see who owns the LLC. Oh, it's in an anonymity state, which is Wyoming, Delaware, Nevada, Texas, quite sure there's a few of them. Yeah. But, you know, just look it up. You'll get all of them. Yeah. Once it's in that holding LLC, they say, we can't find who owns it. We can't find the person. Oh, wow. So, you know what? We just have to go with regular insurance. Yeah, because what you did was you... The part the person will say, well, you got all these all these acquisitions in the LLC, but what about liability? Yeah, that was right. my thought. Why would you immediately you solve for that with yeah. the putting it in a holding? Company, right? right. So now I'm gonna give you another gem. People Fire. will say, well, what I, I have it in an LLC already. Why would I need to put it in a holding? Reason why you put it in a holding in an amenity state? Key reasons. Because if someone falls in front of your property and it's in an LLC, yes, you're protected. You're protected personally. But your LLCs are in the... Uh, but the LLC will be sued because the properties are in the LLC and they'll be able to take all the equity out of all the properties. What they will do is, and this is why you have a property management LLC, you never collect money or rent in the same LLC as you have the property. You open up another LLC oh, property management in the states you live in because you will be filing taxes. Taxes... Taxes add up to about an extra 7 to 10% of my returns every year in money. I don't pay taxes. Taxes pay me. Now, let me give you something else, really. I'm trying to get all the hot whoa, gems whoa, out whoa, at whoa, you. Whoa, 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 I don't <laughs> yeah, pay wait, taxes. Taxes pay me. That's a bar. And I'm borrow that bar. We might have to get a Patreon <laughs> episode because this is, this is too much sauce. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take a deep breath. Uh, so did you learn this from experience mm -hmm. or somebody taught you? But here's the key thing. I always have mentors, and I tell people, just like in a dictionary, the word mentor comes before money. Get yourself one. Right? Mm -hmm. I had Listen. me a mentor. Mm -hmm. I had me a mentor who definitely gave me a lot of information, but he didn't really school me on the LLC structure. What that come from is me just being being obsessed with math and numbers. Mm -hmm. I was big on chess, backgammon, poker, things like that. And I understood, well, if I have my LLC doing this, and then my LLC could do that, and my LLC could do this. And see, I, I don't want to jump ahead because there's something great I want to mention about what you said, okay. but I want to remind me because I want to give you mm -hmm. the well, other let's ending. Get back I'm so, taxes, so 7 to 10% taxes pay, pay taxes you. Taxes pay okay. me. Now, property management LLC. So remember, I broke down why you need an acquisition. Mm -hmm. I broke down why you need a holding. And the reason why you need it in an amenity state, for those of you who say, well, I could just have an LLC in any state. No, because... If someone sues the LLC and now you say, I have an LLC and it's in this state, not anonymity, they can type in and say, oh, wow, we can't sue the LLC. It's protected. But who owns the LLC? Oh, man. Storm owns the LLC. Now they can place a civil suit on you outside of the LLC and come get you. See, people, there's a lot of moving parts in this that we need to understand. And this is why I tell people properties are not properties, they're assets. And I run my business as an asset-based business. Because if you look at it as a property, you're going to go, well, you know what? I just buy an LLC and I collect the rent. No, I treat it like a business. Yeah. Right? So remember, we have those threes. Property management needs to be in the states you live in because you file on taxes. Holding and amenity, acquisition, you make your first purchase. After you purchase, you place it in a holding. Now, what I want to do is go to some key that this young lady mentioned while it's still Fresh on my brain. Now, there's a thing called a living trust. Mm -hmm. I'm big on legacy. Very, very big on legacy. I definitely must. I cannot stress how important it is for us to create a legacy with whatever we're buying. We're buying properties. We're buying all these assets. What you need to do now is be able to take these assets, 
Put them in a trust to give to your legacy. When we use the word family, we're not talking about just the family you see. If you go in your family tree and you see your great grandmother, you say, oh, that's my family in reverse. So when you use the word family from now on, you're talking about your family moving forward, not just your children. You're talking about your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, your great, great grandchildren. The Rockefeller Trust from 1934 is something I studied and implemented into my life. Now, what, what that means is Rockefeller's paying out 12 generations for money that he uh, that money that he made out yeah. of all this time. So how do we do it? We don't have Rockefeller money. Yes, you do. You have the breath that is coming out your lungs. The breath coming out your lungs is worth so much money on the day when you stop breathing. Because mm. now you take that life insurance policy. Now, I'm going to give you some simple math, right? Some simple math. Let's say you buy a primary residence, your primary residence. Oh, see, here's another gem. Forgive me. No, I mean, like, I'm please, if you buy your primary residence and people like to say, yo, I want to pay my house off, pay my house off. Cool. You just bought your $250,000 house. You want to pay it off. The worst thing you can ever do. Mm -hmm. Continue to make your mortgage payments. Get your life insurance policy for $500,000 to cover the $500,000 to $250,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. Now you take that money that you were going to pay the house off and invest. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you, because if you're listening to the Melanin Money show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash Financial Flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have, plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created. Right. We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances to give you the confidence that, you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're going to get access to money challenges. You know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're going to get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're going to have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're going to get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. 
So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. But now let me get into the Rockefeller Trust because this is really the sum of our existence of what I'm telling you right now. Mm. So now you take the, let's say you pass away because we all do. Two hundred fifty thousand covers the house. You have another two hundred fifty thousand that will be in a broke ridge account for your grandchildren. You say your grandchildren. Why not my children? You know why? Because you're paying the house off. You're leaving the house for your children, and you're gonna have a separate life insurance policy on your life for your kids. So they have their wealth. Two hundred fifty thousand in a brokerage account. When do your grandkids get it? When they turn one. I want you guys to pull out your calculators right now because I'm about to move. When they turn twenty one, right? When they turn twenty one, your grandkids. They go. That money's not. It's gonna be wet. Okay. There we go. See, okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so now you got $250,000 in a brokerage account for your grandkids. $250,000 by the time your grandkids come, be born or come around, they're 21 years old. That now turns to almost $800,000. But we're not giving my grandkids $800,000. You give your grandkids half, right? You give them half, $400,000. What's the other half for? That's for your great grandkids. So when they turn how old, we give them their money, your great grandkids? 21. 21. And that's not $400,000 no more. It's going to be. So the four hundred thousand oh. now to turn to one point two million, but now one point two million. You only get them half of that six hundred thousand. We leave the other six hundred thousand for who? Our great great grandkids. At what age? Come on, y'all. Ain't nobody ever so now. Six hundred thousand dollars to my great great grandkids is about two point five million dollars. You just left four generations, and it all started with a life insurance policy for five hundred thousand dollars that will cost you on term. $50 a month, you could change your legacy. Mm. Uh, yo, drop the wait, 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 wait. I'm wait, done. Wait, wait, Get me out of here. Wait, because I feel like the biggest thing I'm taking from this is so many people are online preaching that you have to be an entrepreneur. If you're not an entrepreneur, you don't have a business that you can pass down to people. You literally just laid out how dollars a month. But it's, it's the, don't it's have the, it's the compound interest for me. You know what I'm saying? It's a legacy for it's me. A, it, right, man. Mm. I'm not telling you nothing that, that's wrong. Look no. up how much a term life insurance policy is for $500,000, right? Yeah. $50. Yeah. And people say. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And it changes and no lives. Yeah. And I just showed you how to take your job. I just showed you if you got $10,000, I just showed you what to do. I just showed you how to set up an LL structure that I charge $15,000 to tell people what to do. I just showed you how to set up a living trust from a Rockefeller trust from 1934 that I stayed up four nights reading. I just gave it to you. Like Myron Goldner said, if somebody already wrote it in a book, there's no need for you to go and did it. I stayed up all night reading mm. so I can give you the short version to change your life. He was just that. Hopefully, you don't have to go he through that. He's so far. He's so far. You feel me? So, listen, hey, man. you left me hanging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guys, y'all can go with questions, but um, listen. You already gave us everything, right? Which, which is wild because I know you I know you got so much more in you, but like, man, you just gave us a lot, y'all. You just meant some water. You just meant some water. And it's a lot to unpack here, but like, for the person that's just getting started, mm-hmm. right? They got a job. Yes. You Obviously, you sparked something in them, right? Something's going to change. Someone's going to find you somewhere. I heard you on the Melanin Money Show. You changed my life, right? But like, 
that person was feeling a little bit overwhelmed right now. Cause I mean, you, I mean, this was a meaty sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to give it to him too fast. This one of them heroes, you know, from the bodegas, like from the bodegas. So like, what's the most the most practical thing they can do to get this momentum started? Because you gave them everything. The most practical practical thing you can do is understand the value is in time, not in money. Values of time. You go to work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. I'm telling you, that's a lie. The moment your alarm clock goes off, you're at work. The moment you get home from work, you're off work. You're actually working 10 to 11 hours a day. So you're actually working 55 hours a week at that hourly rate that you thought you were, but you're not being paid for the additional 15 hours. So now understand this. I used to get up 630 in the morning to be to work at 7. Every streetlight would have to be synced for me to make it on time. Once I understood my job as my first business partner, valuing my time, I got up six o'clock in the morning. You know what it was for? Not to go to work. That's for me to sit there on the edge of my bed and go, this is how my plan is going to work. This is how I'm going to be able to leave this job. This is what I'm going to be able to do. It all starts with understanding the value of your time and the job has power, not the money that you make at the job. No matter how much you say you work overtime because you want to make more money, no, you're working overtime, but you're actually making less money when you work overtime because think about the tax implications of that. Yeah. People I, just go, I worked all this overtime, but I don't see the money. Yeah, I go, Sam, said, let me get that. Let me hold that side. Right. Your time is the most important thing. You will never be able to get that back. Once I understood that, my life changed. All right, so you, you gave them the, the practical, like, tangible thing that they can do, right? For someone who's like, man, this guy changed, changed my life, right? So they know exactly what to do. They got that perspective. I guess if you could go back, right? Because it's all about collapsing time. And if someone listens to this episode, obviously it's going to accelerate something for them. But if you could go back and tell your younger selves anything that you feel like would have could change the trajectory or accelerated the trajectory, what, what would you go back and tell yourself? Wow, I always say that to myself a lot. And um, the one thing that I would have grasped quicker is to take my cash flow and pour gasoline on it. Mm. Like I learned from old school real estate people were like, yeah. just buy you some real estate and wait. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, what they were telling me is buy real estate, keep working for 30 years, and that building would allow me to retire comfortably. Mm -hmm. They wasn't telling me that that building would allow me to retire early. Mm -hmm. They were like, you work and those buildings are going to make sure you good when you retire. Mm -hmm. But then when I figured out, I'm not trying to be here 30 years. Mm -hmm. What am I doing with this cash flow? That version of me, if I would have known how to do that, I would have poured gasoline on my money quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And you're, in your name, it's employed millionaire. Yeah. Right, but actually, I'm gonna let Jacqueline ask her question first because my question is gonna be the closeout question. So, yeah. well, I have a question about legacy yeah. because some people will come to us and they'll say, "Well, you know, I don't have any kids, so I don't feel like I need to plan for mm -hmm. not having any kids, or you know, I, I don't plan this whole big legacy." Like, what propels you to think about your great, great, great grandchildren? Well, for me personally, it's because I, I, as a young kid, I always I heard the stories my father would tell me. My father really would speak and tell me a lot of things about the South, where my family's coming from, and about uh, the racial inequalities that were going on, and growing up and watching him not be able to do this and him not being able to do that. And I was always fat. I was a great listener. My great uncles would tell me stories about my great, great this and great, great that and what they've been through. And I said, um, wow, if you guys are telling me something from four generations and really there hasn't been any much change now, how can I change that? And I knew it needed to start with me to be able to give all my generations after the chance to go, 
He left me some money. Yeah. I can start my business. And what we have to understand now more than ever, technology is making it even more important and possible for the younger generation to come up with great ideas at 11 years old. Where's that money for them to get started? So my trust is set up in a way where all my assets, and I love to give people a look inside my trust. My first trust was 2019, and as of three months ago, I updated it, which you should do it every three years. My trust is structured, before it was structured, where they only get money at 21. But now I just recently structured it, where now they have to come to the trustees of my trust, and they can borrow money at the age of 16 and 18. Keywords, borrow money. Borrow, I know I'm a borrow, borrow, has, borrow has something to do with that. that. Because the trust is a business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All, of, all of my children and grandchildren have life insurance policies in the name of the trust that you can borrow from. Marvin, my, he knows yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. That's always been my play, and that's how really he heard me speaking this and said, we need to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they need to come borrow money, because I know that 21 is a great age, but think about it. They might be 16 years old away with technology. You know it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Now, yeah, they might just crib. need it. They, they might, might have an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highest paid YouTuber was seven. You see what I mean? Seven years old. Yeah. So that's important for me to put that structure in place because I want to make sure I change things. And now with your question of saying, what about people that don't have children? I love that question so much because what you're actually doing is being selfish. You have to understand you have nieces and nephews that still carry your name and bloodline. Rockefeller didn't say this is just only for my children. This is for the family name. A legacy is a family. I just mentioned earlier, when you say the word family, you're actually talking about every single one. If you see your great, great uncle, your great, great niece, that's your bloodline. You need to make sure you prepare every one of them because we need to really stop thinking about the world as being this place where your last name can't mean something. When you hear Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Prada, like all of these things, these are families. My ultimate goal is for my family to drive through a cul-de-sac of nothing but apartments and buildings and see our name on that plot and go, my great-great-grandfather, he specifically thought about us when he did this. Mm -hmm. I want to leave my footprints in the sand. If you don't, if you don't, have, any, if you don't have anything in your heart that makes you want to leave something for them, then that says something for you. You're not thinking about generational wealth as much as you talk about it. You're actually talking about self-wealth, mm -hmm. self-gratification. We need to get past that and understand that this is bigger than us. I understand we haven't been taught the right way, but there's no excuse because the information is there. And when people say, well, I'm not on social media a lot. I don't do this and that a lot. You know what? And social media is the new encyclopedias. Social media is the new encyclopedias. Yeah. That's it. That's I grew up with encyclopedia books. When somebody tells me, oh, I'm trying to run a business. Yeah, well, what social media platform? I don't really do social media. Well, you don't have a business, my man. Mm. Mm. You don't like money. Mm, man. You need to be on it, even if it's a, a, a hidden page or yeah. you're not showing your pictures. Just follow what's important to you, the people that would change your yeah. life. Wow, I, I tell wow, people all the time, man. either be open social media, are you using it or is it using you? Mm. It's very, you know, very important distinction. Yeah. So I think social media has a great place and I'll, I'll, I'll close out. Um, I love the shirt. I love the brand, Employed Millionaire. Employed and millionaire. our show. Not just the, money, but mentally. For, for sure, for sure, for sure. And at, at the Melanin Money Show, we always ask... Oh, I guess there's one question. What does it mean to you to be a millionaire? Oof, wow, man. I, I just told you how much it means to me. 
with um, family and legacy and understanding the things that my, my father has shared with me. And, um, you know, the passion for me, um, I'm going to share something I really don't share with too many people. Um, I used to be an entertainer. Like, I was in a group, I traveled the world, stand on stage, had people screaming my name, singing songs, stuff like that. Are you going to hit the number four? No. Ah. But I never thought anything would ever capture the feeling of when I'm ready to get on that stage. But when I started teaching and seeing people light up, and I'm realizing I'm not just giving them something for the moment, which is the enjoyment of being entertained. I'm giving them something that will live forever for generations and generations. Mm. Like, when I knew I was doing that, my world changed. My world changed, and I said, I have a powerful message, but also I'm, I'm a good orator. I'm really good at giving this, and this actually comes from, just to close out, and I won't keep, it, keep you guys. For me, to, me, I embrace this because I lost two sisters, right, due to cancer. And at the time when this happened, I really was forced to get on stage on a platform because um, where they was having her services, unfortunately, they was using it to recruit people in the church. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go up there and tell how I knew my sister, this person, before she joined here, which was a great church, but just don't recruit. And I was young. I went up there and I just started talking and delivering and doing this and that. The place started up. People crying. I'm crying. I run in the back. My family comes out. I had this raw. And this, 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 the minister comes up and said, I don't know what it is for you to do in this life. But the way you talk and the way that people listen to you and the way that you could get your message across with so much heartfelt meaning, go find your message. I found my message. Mm. Thank you. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Hey. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.